It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. And welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, January the 13th, 2019, and this is our second show of the new year and we are back live in beautiful Austin, Texas, right here in our downtown studio this evening. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here with us to make sure that this evening's program runs. And we have another great program in store for you. In a little while after the break, joining us right here in our studio, Jay Schneider, founder of Bridge to Shore Interventions and Sober Services. And he'll be talking about his interventions, both nationally and internationally, and uh, what we need to do if we have concern for a family member or friend, and we'll just be talking about addictions. And then later on in the program, we will have another guest here in the studio, musician Robert Kraft will be here to talk about his life in music and will be playing some of his music as well. And along the way, I will talk about surrendering into the new year. We're two weeks into the into the year and some of you, um, myself included, some of us, the wall, while we're um, on our journey toward our dreams, and I'll be giving some tips based on my own experience um, about getting back to basics and surrendering in order to live a more passionate life. And the illusion of the wall will dissolve before your eyes. <laughs> and throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to the guests. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracarpel.com d-r-m-a-r-a-k-a-r-p-e-l.com and you can hear this evening's show once it's over you can hear it again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with any links that we talk about on the program will be posted later tonight and you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio.com, B-L-O-G, slash your golden years. And to listen to previous podcasts and read the information from previous shows, as well as read my blog in Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and now on Savannah.com, um, you can go to my website, and all of my blogs are there. Also, 
we are videotaping this um, radio show so that you can actually watch it on YouTube. And once it's posted to YouTube, then it will be on my website as well. So all of that. Also purchase my book and find out about my upcoming online course. All of that, one-stop shop at my website, drmarakartel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for any news about upcoming events and shows coming up in the future. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers And for the past few years, I've also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. Information about this great resource for veterans and for their families, you can check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have some information that you want me to know about or a question that you want to ask me, feel free to email me at drmara at drmaracartel.com. Go through my website and click on the contact link or give me a call at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Spiked Up Productions and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, so we're going to take a brief break and play a few of our sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere because we're going to be back very soon, and joining us in the studio will be Jay Schneider, founder of Bridge to Shore Interventions and Sober Services. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Golden years, golden 
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right. I guess I guess we're not picking it up that clearly. So now we're on the phone. But we're we're on. Okay. Very good. <laughs> okay. So you asked me how successful so how successful are you with these interventions in getting people into treatment? So I would say that I have about a ninety six percent success rate of people going with me the day out. And then there's about a two percent at 2% of folks that might go anywhere from the week after up to several months after. Um, wow, that's a high success rate. It, it, it is. It's important to state, though, that even though that person might go to treatment with me on that day, that is just the very beginning. Right. Um, treatment is just the very beginning of the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, even if they don't go with me to treatment, there really is not a failure in this process per se as I see it because, again, I believe this is part, uh, partly about waking someone up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the goal. And if we've been able to do that, they don't engage in treatment right away, then I'll continue to work with the family. Uh, for the next 90 days after they've retained my services uh-huh. to help them along the way. Okay. Okay. That's really, that's a really good success rate. It is. Yeah. It is. You must be very good at it. I like to think that I'm very good at what I do. Okay. So, and you said it's a passion. It is my passion. Mm-hmm. It is my passion, um, you know, to share a little of my personal story, mm-hmm. if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2001, my older brother was diagnosed as having bipolar at mm-hmm. 37 years old. Um, during uh, the following year, he was on different medications, and doctors were adjusting medications uh, quite frequently. And uh, tragically, he took his life mm-hmm. a year later, and that's what led me into this field was to uh, try and help families suffering not face 
face the same tragic consequences. Right. And uh, and that is where my passion lies. Is that I just feel so privileged and honored to get to do the work that I do today with families mm-hmm. to help stop the suffering. Right. Well, that's really important, and you know it from your own experience. I do. Yeah. And that's really wonderful that you could take such a tragic experience and turn it into something that you're passionate about and helping other people. Right. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, I think it um, takes a certain kind of person to do that, mm-hmm. um, and I feel fortunate that uh, uh, that I get to do what I do. Right. Yeah. So, what are the sober services? So, you said that you have. I'm just looking to see what these. I don't know what that is. Oh, the messages that pop up. They're going to cut that part out. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what are the sober services? So, so the sober services part would be, um, in addition to interventions, I offer transport, transport sober escort services. And so if someone uh, is currently in a treatment facility mm-hmm. and there's an event that they must attend, whether it be a court date, there might be, uh, unfortunately, a funeral that they have to attend, um, or for uh, uh, executive folks that have a meeting that they can't miss uh-huh. while they're in treatment, then I will escort them okay. uh, to that event and um, kind of stay in the background but have my eyes on to make sure that they return safely uh, back to treatment sober. Right. Okay. And, uh, I got you. So a family. So a lot of those events might have alcohol at the event. Correct. They mm-hmm. might have alcohol. And uh, and then once someone gets out of treatment, if they don't feel like they're on some solid footing uh, and comfortable in utilizing the tools that they have been given mm-hmm. in treatment, um, then I will accompany them. Uh, sometimes it's on a daily basis. Sometimes it's just. Uh, during certain events that they need my services, and I'll accompany them uh, and help them uh, implement those tools that they were given and hopefully add some new tools to their toolbox. Okay. So is that, that sober services, is that primarily here in the Austin area? It is all over. It's all, all over, over the country. Okay. So I travel all over the country wherever needed performing those services. Mm-hmm. And the interventions I know you do all over the country. Correct. Right. Kind of uh, traveled most of the United States and uh, New Zealand, Thailand, wow. Antigua doing this. Wow. Correct. So are there, you know, things that you would like the listeners to to know about if perhaps they're struggling themselves with an addiction problem or they have a, a close friend or family member that they're really concerned about. Sure, I'm glad. I'm glad that you asked me that. There's, there's so much, but so many times, um, what I find is that family and friends don't really know how to help, mm-hmm. and it's no fault of their own, really, because quite honestly, they get held hostage, so to speak, mm-hmm. by the nature of the illness of addiction. Right. And so the person who might, uh, who has 
the addiction knows exactly how to um, lose, lost my everyone around them so that they can do and be what they need them to be right. and help them really stay in that delusion and so that they don't have to get well. So, um, like I said, it's no fault of their own, but when you realize that someone may need help, then it's necessary to reach out and ask for help mm-hmm. because addiction doesn't just go away on its own. Left untreated, we're talking about untreated alcoholism or untreated drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though that person may stop for a while, whatever that might be, maybe a week, they say, I'm not going to do that again. They may stop for a month. Right. Eventually, in my experience, they always return to the substance, whatever that is, to treat internal condition. And that's mm-hmm. really, I think, the biggest part of what what I see and uh, what my personal experience is, is that those who suffer from addiction are really suffering from an internal condition. Mm-hmm. Um, call it spiritual deficit, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're trying to treat that with external things. Right. Um, and so that's what we really want to address is to h- how to get that person the help they need to treat the internal condition, possibly mm-hmm. coupled with the mental mm-hmm. uh, condition that goes along with that, to where they can become free from that bondage and live and really recreate their lives to find joy in their life right. and peace within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned to you earlier that I work a lot with veterans and a lot of the veterans that I see who have C or even depression or anxiety um, have addictions that are secondary, right, to those conditions, like right. you said. So they're trying to medicate themselves so that they don't have to experience the symptoms. Sure. Um, so, you know, it would be important then, I guess, for, I mean, I'm sure you see that with a lot of the people who have, that you come in and do interventions with, that they receive treatment for whatever condition may be going on in addition, if the addiction is secondary to something. Correct. We're, we're really looking to get to the root cause mm-hmm. of what is going on within that person that causes them to reach out externally with whatever that might be, um, whether it is gambling, whether it is, you know, sex addiction or overeating um, uh, or uh, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Really, they're treating that internal condition with external things. Right. Um, and so until we get to the root cause, um, there really can not be that kind of freedom that we're looking for mm-hmm. for that person to change what they're doing and how right. they're treating that. Right. One addiction might be replaced with another That's right. one. And that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot. I'm, I'm sure you see that a lot. It, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It happens uh, quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing, you know, it's... Um, I really want to say 
that it's okay to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, you know, we, we, we really want to break the, the stigma of addiction and mental health. And, uh, and I want to let everyone know that it's okay to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. The, the, the illness affects, it doesn't matter if you're social status, economic status, right. education. I've been being on doctors and therapists, mm-hmm. clinicians, uh, people that have a lot of money and people that don't have a lot of money, people that are uh, not necessarily well-educated. It doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. So wh- whoever it might be, um, you know, the, the suffering is the same no matter what your uh, circumstances might be. Right, right. So if people are interested in getting your, you know, hiring you to do an intervention or to just find out about intervention services and, you know, sober transportation, um, what's the best way they can do that? Well, the, the best way would be um, you can email me at bridge, the number two, sure, at gmail.com. Or you're welcome to call me at area code 512-850-3090. I also have a website that is www.bridgetoshoreinterventions.com. Okay. And I'm going to put that on my web post about this show later tonight. Great. Thank you. So if people didn't have their pen and paper ready, they'll, they'll... Able to just go there and get it. Thank you so much. Um, any last, you know, bits of advice for for people who are thinking about it? Hey, you know, I think we might need to do this with, you know, with dad or with, you know, some, you know, I might need to do this with my husband or whatever. You know, a listener might, you know, be thinking as they're listening to this, but they feel real nervous about. Sure. Um, so it's a, a good question. Um, the I think the only uh, thing that um, can potentially hurt the process is not asking for help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's my, myself. Uh, I'm here to guide you the entire way during this process. Um, and if you believe that your loved one, your family, your friend, uh, your employee, whoever, whoever it may be, uh, might have a problem, pick up the phone and call me or call someone and ask for help, for to help. Um, and uh, uh, let us help you, uh, educate you in the process of what addiction looks like. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot of people believe they understand the nature of alcoholism or addiction, um, and a lot of times that's not the case. And so uh, we're here to help educate you in that process on what that looks like um, and what to expect uh, in the short term and the long term in this process. Okay, okay. So you can actually, if somebody's not sure, if their loved one has an addiction, it's just a suspicion. Correct. You can help them figure it out. Absolutely. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Some people are a little nervous about, well, maybe he doesn't really have a problem. I understand. I'm sure you see They're that. They're going to be mad at me. <laughs> right? They're going to be mad at me. That's, I, I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be mad at me. Well, it's, it's okay if they're mad at you. Right. This is about helping them live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we don't want to come from a self-centered side of I'm concerned about me and how how they will view me or feel about me right. when they really need to help. Right. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Yeah. So that's kind of selfish to worry that they're not going to be happy with you. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they'll see I just have to call up. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com.
I almost spoke all the words that I wanted to say. I almost saw what you look like, bless your wall. But almost doesn't count anymore. And a sure thing never will.
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio. Just, I'm going to switch over here to my headpiece my, because things got a little... There we are. Okay, so um, that was really, I think, a really important conversation, and I think that we need to continue it in the future because, um, you know, we really do have an epidemic addiction in this country, and, and we need to be able to get people the help that they need when they're facing addiction. And um, and as Jay was saying, the person who has the problem does not always know um, how to ask for help. And so sometimes that that really comes to the family to to do that for them. And I'm glad that he's out there helping the family um, to be able to do that. So, um, all right. So before I go on to the my discussion about um surrendering into the new year uh let me just fill you in on the news um my book is now available for purchase directly from my website so if you go to my website drmarocartel.com and then click on the book page there's a link where you can purchase the book directly from my website, and the advantage of doing that is that it is a little bit cheaper, less expensive than ordering through Amazon. So that's an option. Now, of course, it's still available on Amazon, and it is available on Kindle if you on Amazon if you prefer to go that way. So you can do that as well. Also, the course. Originally, I was planning on having the course available um, by mid-February. But we ran into some technical difficulties um, with regard to being able to pre-purchase the course. And the link is only just now working. So now you can pre-purchase the course at half price um, from my website, again, from the course page. So I wanted to give people a chance to be able to purchase it or pre-purchase it. So um, we are going to launch the course. Now the planned date is mid-April. So in the spring, um, we will spring into the course. And that gives me a little more time to make it um, more perfect. And it gives a little more time for you if you have read my book and are interested in in taking the online course 
to contact me and let me know what areas of the book you'd like me to go more in depth um, into when when I'm creating the course. So you can actually put, be part of the course creation. So that'll be mid-April, but you can pre-purchase it now till um, mid-March. I'm saying right now I'm saying until March 15th you can <clears throat> purchase it at half price. <clears throat> so it'll be half the price. After that it goes up to full price, which is still an introductory offer price and not still not very high. I need to take a drink here of some tea. I don't know about you out there, but my allergies have been acting up. They're really bad right now in Austin, so <clears throat> trying to not cough. Okay. Um, the other little piece of news is that I have um, another blog coming out this week. Um, two weeks ago, I had uh, tip number one, bringing into the new year and living a passionate life. And now coming out this week will be tip number two in my series about living a more passionate life in 2019. And one more, two more, no, one more, um, it's just one more uh, piece of news, and that is that I am doing a book signing on South Padre Island on January the 25th. It'll be at Paragraph on Padre Boulevard, and it's the only bookstore on South Padre Island, a very, very nice bookstore, and I will be there between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. on Friday, January 25th, and there will be books available for purchase so that I can sign them, and I will be um, talking for part of that time about the book. So I'd love, if you're on South Padre Island or in the Rio Grande Valley, please come by. I would love to see you and speak with you about my book. All right. And that's that's it. So um, this is the second week of the new year. It feels like it's the second month of the new year. It just I don't know about you, but it feels like it has been 2019 for a while. Maybe there was so much planning about our, our, our intentions of how we were going to make this a great new year and all of the things we were going to do. It just seems like it was so long ago that it began. And <clears throat> You know, I think that, you know, I talk a, I talk a lot about making intentions and, and um, planning to um, do things that you really want to do to make your life more passionate. And the start of the new year is often a really great time to do this to make new intentions and to revive some of the old ones that we've had and have forgotten that about. Um, And I say that because they're just because it's a date on a calendar um, isn't the only reason, but it's, it feels like a fresh start. There's that energy around the new year where everybody around you is talking about how they want to make this a great year and, and there is that feeling 
of, okay, this is a fresh start. But really, that fresh start can happen any day, any time of the year. You just have to decide that you're going to set an intention and you want to make a fresh start and move forward. And um, wherever you are on that journey is the perfect place to be. It's the perfect place because that's where you are. And the problem is that we start to put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, no matter when you start this new plan, um, one of the problems is there's a couple of problems. First problem is the pressure. So whether it's to start on January 1st or what, or you know March 1st, it doesn't matter. But when there's a lot of pressure to see results immediately and to feel like I have to stick to my plan um, perfectly then we are really um, setting ourselves up for failure because that pressure in itself causes us to um, to feel like we have reached a block. We, we become overwhelmed. And to berate ourselves if we don't perfectly stick to our new plan. So um, the first tip that I that I wrote about um, the blog that I wrote about right before the new year was to start gradually to, um, you know, to not expect immediate changes to take one every day toward achieving whatever um, goal you have, um, but not feeling like you have to do 20 steps, you know, that, that old, um, proverb by Lao Tzu or it's attributed to Lao Tzu, um, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So you have to take one step forward in order to move forward, but you don't have to take 20 steps forward all at once. Um, And then the other problem that I see Um, myself and others run into is that we want to try to start some new goals, but we don't take any time to cleanse out the old beliefs that keep us stuck in our old ways. So we might decide that we want to eat um, healthier food, and that might be our goal, that we want to become healthier, we want to have a healthy um, healthier eating um, in 2019, but we don't look at the reasons that we have been eating the unhealthy food. So maybe it's the beliefs that we have that, um, you know, that we look in the mirror and we don't like what we see, so we don't think that we're worth treating very well. we the expectation that if i eat, if i eat healthy food for this one week i'm already going to see dramatic changes and when i don't see dramatic changes then what's the point i'm just going to give up um so that's that's just an example but cleansing out some of the old 
negative beliefs that no longer serve us is really an important part of being able to move forward. So I just want to give you some an example of what personally happened to me. Um, my intention when I wrote my last blog at the end of 2018, which was that tip number one to living a passionate life in 2019, um, my my intention would be that I would write these blogs every week, that I was going to write maybe for about the first nine weeks of 2019, I would have like the first nine um, tips for living a passionate life and, and overcoming some of the obstacles that interfere with that. And as you may notice, that, you know, I just I mentioned that that tip was published in at the end of 2018, and I just mentioned earlier that tip number two is coming out this week. So obviously, I didn't stick to that goal of writing one tip per week. Um, I also have a newsletter. So if you go to my website and you sign up for my mailing list, then you'll get a newsletter with all the updates about what's happening with the show and you'll find out what's happening with the blog and the course and you might get some extra freebies and some things that I've written just for the newsletter and, you know, all kinds of things if you are on the mailing list. And my goal was to also have a newsletter out every week. Um, so that I could keep them shorter. People don't like to read long newsletters. And um, I could keep that momentum going. Well, I have not written another newsletter since the very beginning of 2019, or it might have even been the end of 2018. And I started feeling um, overwhelmed by this push. I have to keep pushing myself. I have to get this out, but I couldn't. Um, I ran into the wall that's very often called writer's block. I just couldn't do it. Oh, and then I had the other um, deadline that I had put on myself to have the course done in mid-February. And I was running into a block with that. I just and started berating myself and feeling like very much blocked by this. And I'm, you know, I'm not one to give up very easily to defeat. And I found that the harder I pushed, the the stronger the wall was in front of me. And then I came to the conclusion that the the dates that I had set for myself and the intentions of of this um of the rhythm of how frequently I would write these blogs and and newsletters and how quickly I would get the course done was all, these were all arbitrary dates that I had set for myself and putting a lot of pressure on myself. And I just, I I thought, wow, if I'm going to live, if I'm going to talk about living a passionate life, then I really need to live a passionate life. And I've turned it into work and pain. And I realized that, Many of us come up against this 
very frequently that we start something with all the enthusiasm in the world and then run into this wall because we put so much pressure on ourselves. And, you know, I wrote down what I was thinking when I had this kind of aha moment. I really literally had this light bulb go off where I realized what I was doing. And once I realized that, then this wall started to dissolve and I started feeling a little bit more productive and being able and more creative. And so here's what I wrote. And I posted on social media and a lot of, I got a lot of positive feedback on it because I, and I think that's because many people can relate to this. So it really hit a chord with a lot of people. And here's what I wrote. Ego creates self-doubt, and a feeling that I need to prove myself. But to whom? To ego. And to those who might state out loud what ego has been whispering all along from within. Then I remember that after this one goal is achieved, ego will just pat me on the back, wait a moment, and then ask for more. I get so caught up in feeding this ungrateful and insatiable force within that I forgot that I'm already living a passionate life with all its ups and downs, ebb and flow that are all that are after all necessary parts of the journey. So that's when I realized that all this pressure comes from ego and our need to prove ourselves. And once I realized that, I gave myself a break and I said, wow, I really need to start living this passionate life again. And I picked up my own book (laughs) and I opened it to the chapter about taking a pause. And I reread what Terry Hershey wrote, um, what he said on my radio program and, and I wrote about it. I quoted him in the book um, and he wrote the book, The Power of Pause. And in our interview, um, he talked about how important it is to, um, that we think we have to be so strong, so together, he wrote. The wonderful thing about pausing is I get to ask, what does it mean to accept the gift of this Terry along with whatever's going on in my life? That's an extraordinary gift. Just so you know, he wrote, if you actually do this, take a pause. There are going to be people who are not going to be happy. It's as if we have to justify or explain it. We fear the pause because the pause is permission to be enough, the permission that this moment is enough. One thing perhaps I'm afraid of is that I'm going to be loved and I don't have anything to show for it. I'm not going to earn it. But when you have these moments, it's like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders, and there's a gladness of well-being that comes over you. So, you know, I said I was going to talk about surrender. For me, um, that's what surrender is. Surrender actually means ceasing to resist. And when we cease to resist or surrender and we give ourselves permission to be present and take a breath and pause, 
sit outside in nature, focus our attention on our breathing, just be in the moment, then the illusion of that wall begins to crumble and dissolve and it allows our creativity, our vitality and joy begin to flow again. And surrendering allows us to accept the natural ebb and flow of life. And, you know, this is January. January, you know, I live in a warmer climate, although today feels pretty cool in Texas and Austin. The season of winter is pretty fickle. Sometimes it feels like winter and sometimes it doesn't. But it is winter whether you're in a warmer climate or a cold climate, and the days are shorter. And our natural cycle is to go within during this time and to slow down. And that's okay because when we take the time to rest and um, just be and maybe use the time to clean out some of our old beliefs about ourselves and uh, about the world, then that gives that lets the seeds that we have planted when we made those intentions to germinate so that when the sun comes back out and stays out longer and the weather warms up, then we have the energy, then we have rested ourselves and we have the energy, we have the creativity, and maybe we've we have reviewed our intentions. Maybe the original intention really doesn't fit for us. Maybe the path is winding a little bit and and our passion is sort of flowing in a different direction. That's okay. And being mindful and being being serene and present, rendering to what is, gives us the chance to be able to see that rather than constantly going, 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 going forward because we may find that we're just spinning our wheels or going in the wrong direction. So take that time. Surrender to what is. Rest. Review. Reflect. Be mindful of how you're feeling. Let the seeds that you've planted gestate. And then once things start to warm up, once the day um, is longer, then you might discover that you now have the energy to spring into action when spring arrives. And and that sort of that is going along with the natural ebb and flow of our lives, our journey, matching our journey to the snow our innate um, rhythm matches is is really works best when it's matched to what's happening in the environment and and in the season. We actually have this biological clock that works best when we let it do the natural thing. So my my suggestion for you, if you have hit a wall is to just go with it and just take a pause and rest and breathe and get out in nature 
and laugh so that you can get back in touch with your joy because that's point of this anyway and soon that energy to get back on your joyful journey will return and on that note we're going to take a brief break and then joining us in the studio we will we will have um, Robert Kraft talking about his music which brings him joy, and we'll be playing some of his music. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When the last light of the day turns to blue and fades away, I want to call you, I want to tell you, I want to show you. Um, I started playing music professionally when I was about 15. 
in uh, little clubs and restaurants around Dallas. And uh, like most kids my age, I guess this is the late 70s, early 80s, I was, uh, uh, I listened to a lot of rock and roll and a lot of folk music and I was into the Beatles and the Stones, but the music that really spoke to my heart was this R&B soul music that I could hear on this one little AM radio station in Dallas called KKDA. So mm-hmm. I went through the years playing in many different, I, I studied um, voice at North Texas State, and I sang, I sang classical music, and I sang tangos, and I worked with jazz trios and quartets, and I played in rock and roll bands. And all through that was this vein of this kind of soul R&B music that was very therapeutic for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, this last project over the last eight years, we've been writing original R&B soul tunes. Uh-huh. And that's kind of been our, our, our my, my way of kind of getting back to my roots and uh, exploring my, my musical origins. Okay. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that song that we just played because I want to show oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, you know. They're all goofy love songs to some extent, uh-huh. and uh, that's that. That song is about that feeling when when you you've lost somebody in your life and you've moved on, but there's the little things that kind of remind you of them. That and there's that impulse to when you love someone, you want to share things with them. Mm-hmm. That's what this song is about. Is that like um, the little things in life that. Uh, that you shared with that person, when they pop back up, your mind immediately goes to that person. You kind of automatically want to reach out to them and say, hey, I saw this thing today. Right. But it's not possible maybe anymore. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what that song is about. Okay. Okay. So what are you doing these days? Are you playing here in Austin? We are. We play every Friday at the Continental Club Gallery, uh, 8.30 to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a great uh, following of dancers that come. It's, it's kind of a fun uh uh, it's like a, a sock hop every week. Right. And we have a, a, a real consistent group of dancers, and the club has been real supportive of us. Uh-huh. And uh, we also are in the studio working on our next record entitled Soul 73. We released a video of the song Wonder um, last year, and that's been doing pretty well. We're kind of low key viral. Uh-huh. On, uh, on the YouTubes. Okay. Uh, like 12,000 hits or something, so I'm not been real happy with that. For uh-huh. a little operation, that's not too bad. And uh, we're playing uh, We're playing in Houston in February and at uh, New Brothels in March. And, okay. You know, the usual band stuff. How many CDs do you have out? Just the one with this, uh, with this band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to play the next song, okay. um, Wonder. Maybe you could talk a little bit about it before our plays it? Um, it is uh, another, you know, survey love song. Uh, the idea that, you know, you sometimes when, when relationships have ended, you look back and you wonder what might have happened. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you had stayed with that person, would things have stayed the same? Would the love still have been as strong? Would the passion still have been there? That's kind of what the song. Okay. Uh, if things hadn't ended abruptly and like right. gone your separate ways, what could this relationship yeah. have been? Right. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to play that song, and then we'll come back and talk in a few more minutes. Would it still take my breath, your touch on my skin, and the moon in your eyes? 
Would you dream in my arms? Would we twine in the dawn under tangerine skies? Would you still flow through me? Breath, blood, heart. No 
and that was Robert Kraft with his song, I Wonder. And you said that was from the, the last CD. That's from our CD, the Robert Kraft Trio, um, North Bishop Avenue is the name of the CD. We released that back in uh, 2017. Okay. And then you have a new CD coming out. Yeah, that should be out this summer, Soul 73. Okay. Okay. We've got a... We did a little teaser. We released a single from that uh, song called We'll Walk Together, which uh, kind of talks about how we cope with uh, the difficulty uh, of the world right now and how mm-hmm. we have to kind of keep reaching out to each other and make sure we're not trying yeah. to go it alone. Um, that song is called We'll Walk Together. It's available on iTunes as well. Okay, great. All right, and we were having a conversation. You were talking about how you know, you had to reevaluate and find the music that you were passionate about. Yes. Um, I've been in and out of music, like I said, since I was 15. So that's almost 40 years now because I'm getting up there. Um, and I would work on things until the passion dried up. And then when the joy and the passion went out of it, I wasn't ambitious enough to, you know, to stay with it right. like you're supposed to with a, a career you're supposed to. When the passion was gone, I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I started and, and, and terminated several music careers over the right. last however many years that is. Um, and when I started to get a, a desire to do music again about 10 years ago, I started uh-huh. thinking about what music did I feel passionate about, what music did I feel was a potential for a source of joy for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came back to this soul R&B stuff that I was listening to as a kid on my little transistor radio. Uh-huh. I rode around on my bicycle to stay away from my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to go home at night sometimes because things were kind of rough. Um, and the, the kind of joyfulness of that music um, from that period, you know, artists like the Delphonics and uh, the Spinners, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, uh, yeah. Diana Ross, the emotions, there was just this unmitigated joyfulness, even though that music comes out of a, a possibly less than ideal environment as far as uh, the history right. of our country. Um, that music always made me kind of look to the future like there was, you know, there was something better out there. I mm-hmm. always had this, this undercurrent of hope. Of hope. And so when I decided to get back into doing music, I went back to my roots basically because that's where I felt most the best uh, possibility of finding joy and passion. Right. You're saying this right after, you know, the little segment where you were walking in, you didn't really hear it, but I was talking about how um, people start with an intention and passion and then suddenly hit a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe sometimes it's, well, it could be the ebb and flow, right? Sometimes you just have to kind of, ride it out, but it could be the, that you're moving in the wrong direction and you have to be here now and sort of surrender to what is and be, be present to really figure out what direction you really need to go. And it sounds like that's kind of what happened with you. Yeah. Your music changed directions and led you to where you were more passionate. Yeah, um, I, like I said, I'd start a project or, or a type of music, and I'd work until it dried up for me, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of my cue that, okay, this isn't, my passion's not here anymore. And I don't see this. And the, the thing about art is it's a tricky thing. If you lose your passion, it's really hard to call it art anymore. Right. Uh, 
And so an artist, unfortunately, has to continue to seek that vein of gold that you know, runs through their work where they find that joy and passion in doing it. And if you can't find that, the best thing I've ever, my, my, my the best technique I know is to stop and mm-hmm. think about what your purpose is. Your purpose is to find your joy and your passion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we get distracted, especially in the music industry. It's a very dreary place. It's not very, <laughs> it doesn't really nurture the artist in you. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a nuts and bolts uh, calculator type of a world. Right. And it's real easy to get caught up in all that. And every time that's happened to me, I've had to stop and, and, and change course, like you said, and go, okay, what, why is this not fun anymore? And how can I make it fun and joyful again? You know, I think that's good for everything. Yeah, I would say. You know, I really do. And most things that we do, you know, the, when, once you get into the business side of it, it isn't, it isn't passionate and joyful. So people really do need to kind of reevaluate and mind on the, what, why do I not, and also stop pressure, stop the pressure on ourselves to keep pushing. Yes, and, 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 and once again, kind of go back to like what, back to the beginning. Why did I get into this in the first place? Right. Why are you doing it? Am I still doing it for the same reasons? Right. And often I found in my life that my reasons have changed. And sometimes that's okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the reason why it doesn't feel the right. way it's supposed to feel. So, so now you're doing what you're passionate about. Yes. And so if people are interested in coming out to hear you play, or, you know, seeing your calendar uh, where you're playing, and you said that you have some videos, YouTube videos as well, and if they want to buy your music. Uh, you can go to our website. Uh, it's uh, com, and that's Craft with a K. Um, you can see our, uh, our schedule for our shows. You can find links to our videos and links to our uh, music on iTunes if you want to download some music. You can check out our new single on the front page of our uh, of our website. You can also find us on Facebook, the Robert Craft Trio, and uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. But I'm I'm terrible with Instagram and Twitter. So uh-huh. You'll see a picture. Much yeah, much. I put pictures <laughs> of my rabbits. Okay. So I'm going to post those links. So um, if anybody missed it, the, later tonight they could go there and it'll it'll be there and they can just click on it and it'll take you right to your website. Well, that's great. Thank you. All right. So maybe before you leave, you can write it down so that I have I to put the right links in. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for for making time to come here and be on the program. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to talk about this stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm i looking forward to hearing more of your music, so we might have to come out and hear you. Oh, definitely. I... All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so before Art knocks me off the air, I just want to let everybody know what's happening next week. Um, we'll be back next Sunday, January 20th, with another great program. And joining us from Punta de Mita, Mexico, Lynn Barstow um, will be talking to us about how she and her partner started her venture group called Mita, focused on cross-border technology innovation between Mexico, the U.S., and Latin America. 
and she will also give us her perspective about the future for um, expatriates moving to Mexico, which they are doing regularly. Um, so she'll let us know what's happening there and how it looks for the future. And we always have more. We'll have lots of other topics as well. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and get the links that we talked about on the show, then go to my website, and all of that will be there tonight. And it's drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you want to hear the program in a minute from now, then go directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And um, this program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Coastal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald Devere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Jay Schneider and Robert Kraft. And of course, thank you, Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Would it still take my breath, your touch on my skin, and the moon in your eyes? Would you dream in my arms, would we twine in the dawn, under tangerine skies? guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Mm-hmm.